Okay, so tonight we're going to start the Vaden of Rav Shimshim Pincus. Every Wednesday night, Brezes Hashem, we're going to learn another piece from Rav beautiful Taira. Uh, most of the Taira comes from a sefer called Tiferes Shimshon, which is a five-volume set uh, that we have in the base Medrash. Uh, and it's basically a likot of all of the Sarim that Rapinkus wrote, or that was written uh, from Rapinkus's Tyra. Just to give a little bit of a, a biographical uh, background on Rapinkus, uh, Rapinkus was an American-born Godel. He was born in Brooklyn, and he grew up in Brooklyn. He went to Eretz Yisrael, to Brisk, uh, where he, uh, he learned for many years, and he got married, he had a family. Eventually, uh, with his brilliant mind and his charisma and his uh, oratorical, oratory skills, uh, he basically was a one-man um, storm going through Eretz Yisrael and the world, being makar of many people, giving hashkafa to many people. His base was a city called Ofakim, which is in the Negev, uh, where he served as a rav, but he really spread his Tyra all over the universe. He traveled from country to country. The fact that he was also American-born and English-speaking helped you know, spread his word uh, much further because he had many, many more audiences than just in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, he was on his way to really becoming one of the G'dayle Yisrael, if he, maybe he was already one of the G'dayle Yisrael, but he was on the trajectory of becoming, you know, really, really huge. And then, of course, uh, tragically, his life was cut short in a, a terrible car accident, which was on Arab Pesach. Uh, and he was Nifter, his wife was Nifteris. Um, some of his children were either nif- Nifter or, uh, or very badly injured. It was a, a terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, in general, it would be a terrible tragedy, beside, you know, just on a, on a human level, but the, the, the irreparable loss to the hashpa that he would have on Klai Yisrael uh, is incalculable. After he was nifter, his children began to publish his svarim. They took a lot of the tape recordings that were very popular and they put it into print. And so in addition to the svarim that he had published, Bechayev, uh, including a sefer called Sha'arim Bitfila, which is quite a, a, I think it was a classic when he was alive already, which is the many different nuances of Tfila. Every chapter is another description of Tfila as you find through uh, through Tanakh. There's Akka and there's Tfila and there's Chanina. Uh, there's different uh, languages of Tfila that are uh, that are used, and he goes in the sefer and explains each and every one of them and the uh, and and you know the power of each layer of tefillah. He has a sefer on Chumash, he has a he had a few other svarim, but the the popularity of his farm really exploded posthumously. And it took the world by storm the the Svarim on Yam Taivim and then on uh, on Chumash, there's Hagada, uh, there's Hashkafa, there is a small volume that I have on his letters. Uh, many, many svarim, dozens maybe svarim, and now they're, of course, being translated into English uh, by Feldheim. His svarim are very popular, and the reason why they're so popular is that his Tyra 
is extremely current. He speaks to our generation, he speaks to our challenges, to our concerns, to our aspirations. And so I personally love learning of Shem Shempingas' Torah. And I've done many years of Vadin on it, not consecutively, I don't think, but whenever I have an opportunity to recharge with Rapinkas, that's what I'll do. So every year I try to, you know, use different sarm for the Vadin, Tuesday night a safer, Wednesday night a safer. Uh, this year, Tuesday night, as you know, uh, is going to be a Rayalapian's Taira. Tonight's going to be Rapin Shimshinkas' Taira, but it's a go-to safer for me because I, uh, I really uh, I love his Tyra, and I think you will also, and that's the hope. So every week we'll go through a different Vart that he has, either on the Parsha or on a Yantif or, or Stam, and I think we'll really come away from it very enriched. So this evening, again, I apologize for not making photocopies for you, but if you uh, would want to look at it or people that are listening to this, it's on page Ayin Reish Bez in uh, Tifer Shimshon on this week's parsha Kisabe. And the title of it is Kinyan Mesika Satario De Hasmada. This is a common problem that we have. A lot of us, um, and every day, Kimat, people come over to me, Talmidim come over to me and tell me in one form or another that they learn, but they don't like learning. They learn, but they don't have any geschmack in learning, and they don't know what to do, and they're, you know, they want to have a geschmack in learning. Who doesn't want to have a geschmack in learning? But it just doesn't go. It's just something that, like, it's frustrating. You know, you don't want to be learning and not enjoying it for the rest of your life. And you see other people in the base medrash, or you read stories about Gedalim and how they're infatuated with learning. It's all they want to do. And they're, you know, in Eretz Yisrael, they get bitten by the terror bug. Or, and, and you want to have that also. But for some reason, it's not going. So we're going to hopefully address that this evening. The Pasuk says... You're going to be happy with all of the good that Hashem gives you. This is, of course, preceding the Teicha. Whenever you hear like a good puzzle like that, just duck because the Teicha is on its way. So you should be happy with all the good that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given you. And there's a very, very famous Arachayim HaKadosh. Anyone know the Arachayim HaKadosh on this, on this Pasuk? It's, it's been made into many songs, right? There's a song about it, and it's something that many people know this by heart. What does the, the Arachayim HaKadosh say on this? He speaks about the Arevas and the Mesikos of Limanat How sweet and how gishmak, how, how pleasant, how pleasurable it is to learn Torah. The Samach Tebuchal says the Arachayim HaKadosh, Shem hayu b'nei adam margishim b'mesikos v'arevas if a person would only be able to feel the sweetness and the beauty and how good the Torah is, that's the Samach, the is the Torah. Torah is Kalatayv. It has all the Taivas in it. If you would be able to understand how truly enjoyable and pleasurable Torah is designed to be in a perfect setting, a person would go crazy to attain it. You would run after it. You would just chase after it. That's all you would want to do all day if you realized how amazingly geschmack it is to learn. And everything in the world that everybody's running after, 
all the money and all the power and all the fame and all the celebrity, everything that people are going crazy with, and, you know, everybody, you know, we want to be rich, we want to be powerful, we want to be famous, we want to have a, you know, a startup company, we want to be a millionaire by this age and a billionaire by that age. If you would understand how geschmack it is to learn Tyra, to sit and engage in the most pleasuresome activity, which is Tyra, it would be, you would look at the whole world and you would, it would be like nothing to you. It wouldn't be even interesting. You would have no interest in all of that, that glitters on the outside world. It wouldn't be interested. People, like, we're always looking and we're interested in, you know, what's going on, who's, how, how rich is this guy and how much, uh, how much did this guy make last year and how much did he make, how much did he lose, how much, what planes did he buy, what yacht is, who cares? All I care about is Tyra. I don't care about that. It's not interesting to me. If it is interesting to us, it's because we haven't really felt and sensed the geschmack of Tyra. Because if we would feel the geschmack of Tyra, it wouldn't be, you know, it would be something that would be so trivial, everything else. It would be like child's play, like who cares? It's like just like, you know, is anyone interested in... Um, I don't know, Lego blocks today? Like, nobody cares. When you're a kid, you're interested in Lego. When you, when you mature, you're not interested in Lego blocks. It would be weird if I'm sitting on the floor uh, playing with my Lego blocks. So, why? Because I matured. I, I'm not, I have other things on my mind. If I have, but if I'm playing, so replace Lego blocks with a video game today. Uh, or, or, or with uh, whatever. Doing any of these activities, not, you know, just that, that are not, that are not Tyrodic, then, you know, replay. Why, why are you spending your time on that when you could be learning? The answer is because we don't enjoy learning. I enjoy playing video games. I don't enjoy learning. Then, but the Archaim HaKadosh is saying that if you would understand how Gishmak learning is, then you wouldn't be interested in everything out there. And if you are interested in things, and I think it's safe to say that most of us in the room, if not all of us in the room, have an interest or have a curiosity about what's going on with certain things that we like, hobbies, interests, politics, sports, uh, entertainment, whatever it is, it's because we haven't fully uh, become infatuated with Tyra. And this isn't to guilt us. Not, we're not trying to like have a, you know, we're trying to, to see and, and evaluate what's going on in order to perhaps try to build up our love for Tyra so that we could sort of move away from a lot of the, the trivial pursuits of life and we could really get immersed into the beautiful world, which is Tyra. The Chazanish writes in one of his letters, it's in Chela Gimel Igeres Aleph, HaZivog Shalachachma Im HaAdam Iefsher Bulikimeya V'Teyavin The pairing, the... the the coupling of Chachma together with a person cannot come unless you desire it. How am I going to... Why, why would I learn Taira? What makes me, my mind, interested and open to absorbing Taira? You know what would make me interested in learning Tyra? If I would have like a, a taiva to learn Tyra. If I would have curiosity. Are you curious about what the Tyra says? If you're not curious about what the Tyra says, if you're not really interested in what the Tyra has to say about things, then I'm not going to learn Tyra. 
You can put a gun to my head. I'll do it to pass a test or to get a, an A on Talmud. But I'm not gonna. I'm not going to really be absorbed in the Torah unless I'm curious. The people that you see that are always like, as soon as like they they have an opportunity, they run back to the base medrash and they're having extra starim and bikiyos and mishnabura and and uh, you know hashkafa and halacha and they're always like you know always busy with their learning. You know why that is because. They, they have a certain taiva for it. They desire it. They want to know. They want to know. I want to know what the Shulchan Aruch says about this. I want to I know. I want to finish the Masechta. I want to finish Kedushan. I want to be able to, to chazer. I want to be able to be kind of Masechta. If you don't have that desire, you ain't going to do it. Just like if somebody says to you, uh, you know, eat your peas and carrots. I don't want to eat my peas and carrots. I hate peas and carrots. Okay, but eat it. So I'll, I'll eat it if you, if you put a gun to me, but I don't want to eat it. I'm not going to like be thinking about eating it the whole day. I'm going to like try to run away from it. So the object of getting interested in learning is exactly that. We have to figure out how to get a taiva for learning. The reason why we have, we were able to know so much about certain things, like for example, there are people that are, have tremendous bikiyas, in movies. You could say a line of a movie and they'll be able to tell you immediately what year, what movie, what, who the actor was that said it to, me, me. they'll be able to know the whole thing. Why? On, on thousands of movies, hundreds of movies. How do they do that? Are they geniuses? Suddenly they're, they're Iluyim? Not Iluyim. They just love watching movies. If they love watching movies, we could all do that. If you love baseball, you'll be able to tell me some random guy's RBI in 1983. You're a genius? No, not, I just, this is what interests me. I, I, I enjoy this. This is what I live for. People that like cars, they can tell you every car and every cylinder and every gas. Hey, I, I love cars. That's what I do. It's what it, so if you want to have that bikiyos and that, that, that ability to be a masmid, you have to have a taiva for it. You have to develop somehow that desire to, to want to know. I want to have a curiosity. I remember I was once um, going to Rav Aaron Shechter on Shabbos for a Suda, which was very hard to say, you know, he was just nifter this week. And, um, you know, it's still hard to understand. But anyway, we were walking home from Shul on Shabbos. We were, it was in Flat, he lives in Flatbush, lived in Flatbush. And there's a questionable Erev. Most people, I should say most, many, many people do not hold to the Flatbush Erev. And... Um, and there was, we passed by somebody that was walking, a, a, a Jew with a yarmulke, he was walking his dog on a leash on Shabbos. And so I, we started getting into a discussion, you know, me and Rav Aaron and maybe some other people there about the halachas of, uh, you know, of, of a leash on Shabbos without an Erev. So if it was you and me, we'd say, okay, whatever, just let's eat our chillin', forget about it. Rav Aaron took out a Mishnah when we came home. And he was, you know, between the Kiddush and, and Hamaitzi and, uh, and the Gefilte Fish, he was looking at the Mishnaburu. And then between the Gefilte Fish and the, and the, and the Cholent, he was looking at the Cholent and the dessert and the benching and the Zmiris. He, was, he, 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 he wasn't doing it because he was taking a Chidon HaTanach. He wasn't doing it. Nobody would think twice about him. And it, he, he was curious, like, okay, here's a question. Is this okay? Is it mutter? Is it asr? What's the gedarim of a leash? If it has to be taught, if it can be loose, how loose could it be? And he was sitting, he was obsessed with it. 
He was absorbed by it. I, I wouldn't be absorbed. I would just like, where's the cholent? Like, let's get to the cholent. But if you have a curiosity, and he always had a curiosity, and you'll find that by every, every Tamar Chacham, Amiti, that they, they just want to know. They need to know. It's not, like a, it's not a question. Like, I, I, it's not like, okay, I don't know. You, you have to know. You know, a question comes up about Pikuach Nefesh, about Bayer, about uh, uh, whatever it is. I, I need to know. Uh, you know, most people just say, all right, whatever, I don't know. You know, I'll ask a rabbi if it's Nagea. But the rabbis that are, you know, they, 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 have, they should, we should be having a curiosity to know. So through Chiba, through having a, an interest, a love, that's how you're going to be a masmid. He brings a radak that says that when I think of Divrei Torah, um, I enjoy it, and that's why I'm not going to forget. You have to enjoy something. Whatever it is that you're going to excel at and master, it's only if you have a curiosity and a joy and a pleasure from it. We all know that, right? It's, it's fashat. It's not, this is not debatable. He says that the Vilna Gain, we know that the Vilna Gain used to learn like days straight. The evil Anu, what about us? We learn a Dafkamar half an hour. What happens after, after half an hour at first aid? Let's say we come on time to first aid at 9 30. By 10 o'clock, we're exhausted. We're getting a coffee. We're getting a, you know, you know schmoozing. He was able to sit undisturbed. And without a problem, for 36 hours at a shot, the stipler, same thing. Why is that? The answer is that the Vilna Gain found it delicious. Tyra to him was not a, wasn't a chore, it wasn't a box to check. He didn't want to do anything else but learn. He felt that Arevas Nusikas HaTayra. For us, it's, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, for most of us, I'm sure there's, in every room there's an exception, but it's not, we don't feel that kishmak. There's something that is wrong. And therefore, it's going to be tiring because, but I've never seen anyone like that was doing, like playing a video game, that in a, a video game, if you're, into, if you're into video games and you love it, so I've never, I don't think people fall asleep when they're playing video games, right? I've never seen somebody playing, uh, I don't know, what's the, what's the popular one today? Fortnite. Fortnite, thank you. It's probably not even popular anymore, but like, you know, I'm, I think I'm cool by saying it, but Fortnite. So did anyone ever fall asleep by Fortnite? I don't think so. Anyone ever get tired and like exhausted and like bored of Fortnite? No. If you're playing it, it's geschmack. It's, it's, it's an experience. It's like, uh, it's, you're all in. If we had that geschmack when it came to Tyra, we would also be all in. And that's why, Baruch Hashem, there are no shortage of people that actually are all in to Tyra. But if we're not, then we have to do a little bit of a diagnostic on ourselves and figure out what's going on. He says, Yeah, sometimes you'll take a, a newspaper, a magazine, a book, you you're, you're like a novel, and sometimes, you know, it's like a real page turner, and you can't, you, all of a sudden you look at the clock, it's four o'clock in the morning, you're like, what happened to the time, like? Why? What happened? Because you, you, it's delicious, geschmack. It's like having a candy in, in your mouth, he says. You're not going to ever bore, get bored of it. However, the Torah starts off, and this is very important, 
Tchilasa Merirus Besaifa Mesikos. This is something that's very, very important to know. That Tyra starts off as being difficult, as in, it's, it's bitter in a way. You're, if we're not yet finding a Kishmak, it's because we're still at that bitter stage. It's still hard. There's a learning curve when it comes to Tyra. It might be because the Lushan of the Gemara is hard. It's Greek to us. It's Aramaic, and there's no dots, and there's no, uh, you know, there's no commas, there's no periods, no question marks, and it's, there's a very big learning curve until you figure out the, the yin and the yang of the Gemara and the, the way it goes. But when you can break through that, and you get through that bitter part of it, it's like, you know, when you're working out and uh, you're just starting to exercise, if you, you know, you don't give up because originally, initially it's going to be very hard, but if you keep it up, you're going to get like a, like a runner high. You're, you're going you're gonna to want to do it more and more. But if you never allow your body to get there, then it's never going to get there. If you just say, this is crazy, I'm not doing this. Then you're never gonna. But then there are people that are like every morning they're waking up, they're jogging, you know, five miles, and they're kishmak and they're enjoying it because they got past that hurdle. Originally, everybody, no, Tyra is not kishmak at first, naturally to anybody. But if we are able to get through the initiation part of learning Tyra, then it's going to be sweet, and that's a guarantee. It's going to be kishmak at the end. What we're doing when we're learning Torah is we're connecting to Hashem. There is a devekos, a very, very deep connection that our neshama has with Hashem when we're learning, and that's a tremendous sweetness. That's, there's no greater um, joy and pleasure in the universe than that. And that's why G'dayla Yisrael are able to have that hasmado, because you know, they, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. I, I once had a Talmud who, um, he went one, Ben Azmanim, he went to, uh, it wasn't Lakewood, it was like a community kailal somewhere, I think in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. And he came back at the end and I asked him, how was it? He says, it was the most phenomenal experience he ever had. He says, there was like maybe 10, 15 Avrechim and they were so happy these are people that had no gashmias. They, they probably get paid, you know, less than, you know, anyone you know. And, but they were happy, so they were learning and they were singing. They went to the, the Sarm Shank to get a safer off the shelf and they were singing. There was a happiness that was pervasive in the room. And he said, I want that. And P.S., it's been like probably 15 years since that story, and he got married. He was here until he got married. He, he moved to Lakewood. He's been... Last night I made a bar mitzvah upstairs. Some of you came. Everyone was invited, but some of you came. And, um, and he was here. He came, he came from Lakewood. And he's one of... I, he's, he's a tremendous masman. He was a masman over a year. But, like, he has that kishmak. He loves learning. He, lear, he learns, like, 20 hours a day. He, and... And he's happy. He's a happy person. He's not wealthy, and he, you know, he lives bedachos. But he loves. He doesn't want to do anything else. There's nothing else. His whole family are doctors and surgeons, whatever. He didn't want. He could have done that. He didn't want to. He just he he got bitten by this love of learning, and that's all he wants to do. So he's. This is what what we're talking about tonight. That you have to understand that there is a beauty and a sweetness to learning Tyra. But we can't 
let the instant gratification that we generally have, like Fortnite, first time you play it, or second, or whatever, it's geschmack. You know, Pac-Man, when I was a kid, there wasn't all these Fortnite. Yeah, Black Pac-Man, or Space Invaders. Uh, you know, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. It's geschmack. You put a quarter in the, in the machine, and, you know, and it goes, you know, and, you, and, you, and it goes, you know, gobbles up the thing, and it's geschmack. It's addictive. You enjoy it. You know, it's geschmack. There's no learning curve, pretty much. Tyra, there's a learning curve. And, and th- that's a very big hurdle for all of us. But there's a promise that once you are able to, to leap over that hurdle, and it takes time, and it takes perseverance, and it's not easy, but the, the, the pot of gold is at the end of this journey, or, or not so far, and make it sound like it's a million miles away. It's not. But don't give up. Don't say, I hate learning, I don't like learning. I understand, that's naturally. This Rapinkas is talking about that. He's talking to us. And he knows the, the challenges, that we have. But if you are able to persevere and just keep on coming to Seder and keep on trying and trying some more until you know and, until you get more fluent with the Gemara and and the Svaras and the Lamdas and, and, and understanding the Rishinim and Achrainim, when that kicks in, you're going to get that runner's high. You're gonna be like addicted. Let's just see the punchline. He says as follows, This is something that we have to acquire. We have to work on this. This is not an easy thing. You might think to say that to be one of those masmidim that you come at 2 o'clock and you, you look in the base marriage and there's that guy sitting there. There's always that one guy sitting in the base marriage, Right? And you think that that's something for him. It's impossible. I would never be that. It's not for me. But if you're in learning, the Yiddish of this is ligin in learning. If you're, if you're like completely immersed in the sugya that you're learning, in the Gemara and chazering it, and don't try to you know, overdo it. Just slowly, 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 and chazer, 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 to think when you're going to sleep and learning. When you're in Seder, try to really, you know, not be mevatel, not, not waste time. You're going to be zeicha as time passes to really be able to connect, to cleave to the Torah. So this is promised us. You're going to feel its sweetness. You're going to taste it in the most wonderful manner. Like the Tanan of Esther of Nassim says, There is no greater love that a person, that a human being can have than the love of Tyra. It's a promise. These are, these are Tanoim, Achreinim, Rishainim. These are, these are things that were, you know, that, that it's, it's money in the bank. But if you're thinking that I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to you, and I'm even talking to myself, that if we're able to just learn, and when we're supposed to learn, we're learning anyway, right? We're coming to Seder anyway. But come to Seder and really try to not waste time. If you're going to you know, start learning and then stop and take a coffee break and this and then schmooze with this guy and that guy and then check your email, check your WhatsApp. If that's your whole morning Seder, then don't be surprised if it's not going good. But if you're able to like lock your phone up in one of those lockers and charge it at the same time, that's the base matters. And, and just sit with your chavrusa and learn for a couple of hours, you'll see that it'll be geschmack. 
and not necessarily immediately, but if you give it time and you chazer and you get a fluency in the Gemara, then there's no such thing as failure. Never, the Chazal, they're promising us that if we do this, we're going to be able to get the sweetness of Tyra. We'll be, we'll be hooked on Tyra. We'll be addicted to Tyra. Let's try. Let's give it a chance. Let's see if he's wrong. Prove him wrong. I don't know if we've tried to prove him right yet, but let's, let's try it. You know, this whole man, let's see if we can really ramp up our and hopefully we will then start feeling that incredible sweetness and pleasure as the Archaim describes in this Pasuk in this week's parasha.